You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey! There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet, the whole entire planet, here within our general vicinity. That's not a word. Like the guy sitting across from me. Well, speaking of words, my favorite word is enunciate. Vinicity? What did you say? Vinicity? Vicinity. At Master Control. Hey, you know what? Pay no attention to the guy behind the curtain, Matt Fox. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Just making sure everybody has a good time. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. So much on tap. For today, we're going to talk reptiles. One of your favorite things, reptiles, reptilians. You know what? Um, uh, you know, we 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 bought this house in Florida. Yeah, and um, I've never seen so many different types of of lizards. Oh, oh, the salamanders just be cra- must be crazy down there. Uh, I've never seen a salamander. Really? But I've seen like these these. Uh, Lizards with short tails, long tails. There's a certain type of lizard that actually, like, like it looks like he's doing push-ups in the yard. <laughs> and then there's another one. It's, it's these big iguanas that will scare the hell out of you if you if you walk towards a tree or something because you can't see them sitting there. They're just they blend in. Yeah. And then they start they they run away from you quickly and they're like uh, they're the size of a I'd say a middle a medium sized dragon. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so they're um, yeah they're they're scary. But you are down in the wilds. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of foliage <laughs> with uh, with with lizards and dragons in them. So mercy. All right, but uh, are you ready? You ready for a a dog question? You know, I didn't stretch out. All right, and I don't want to pull a hammy. All right, it's coming at you though, brother. Okay. All right, here we go. It's uh, I have a very talented dog, mm. uh, and it's not a good thing. <laughs> She's a mutt, part collie, part golden, four years old. She's taken to this new trick over the last couple of weeks. My dog has learned to stand up and turn off a light switch. I think I may have added to the problem because the first couple of times she did it, I laughed and patted her on the head, then flipped the light back on. Uh, now she's turning off every switch she sees. It's getting <laughs> that is annoying. Awesome. That's brilliant. <laughs> I know, it's getting annoying. I say no, and she doesn't listen. <laughs> I see her going for the switch, and I try to cut her off, and it's becoming a game. Yeah. How can I get her to stop this habit? You know, um, you know, she she kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, when you uh, you have a youngster running around and they do something you know, that they haven't done before, and you say, "Oh, isn't that cute?" Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll come up and maybe uh, you know take a sock and hit you in the face with it, and you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then right. they do it again. You laugh again. They do it again, and it's like, "Listen, you little bastard, <laughs> stop." <laughs> okay. So. Um, so yeah, inadvertently sometimes we we encourage behavior that sure. we don't want. Yeah. Um, this is funny as hell though. This is some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, so who needs a clapper? Actually, there's a very interesting way. <laughs> is that the dog's name, Clapper? Yeah, yeah, uh, it is now. <laughs> there's a very interesting way to um, to solve this. Yeah. Uh, let me preface it with a little story. Okay, Jamie. Um, you know, so we have this house in Florida. Have I mentioned the house mm, in Florida? You have. <laughs> okay. It's on the ocean. Yes. We take our kayaks down the canal. <laughs> and on either side of this one area, there's, there are dolphin sanctuaries. Oh, sanctuary. And, and uh, I have video of dolphins jumping you know, together and, and, uh, and doing all these tricks. Oh, my goodness. Now, have you ever wondered how they get a big 1,000-pound you know, dolphin to jump out of the water or do any of those other tricks? Oh, yeah. hmm. 
No, I'm curious. No? Yeah, you just, you, okay. Fish. And I'm going to tie it back to this dog. Okay. That we're having trouble oh, with the okay, light switches. Okay, okay, yeah. So what you do is you sit there with a bucket of fish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a trainer, and you have a whistle. And you wait for uh, the dolphin to do just something what dol- you know that dolphins naturally do in, in the wilds. So you, uh, you wait for them to maybe jump out of the breach, jump out of the water. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you give them a treat for it. Oh, and you also give them a command for it. Now the dolphins barely even listens to the command, so you look, sure. a little tweet on the whistle and a treat. Yeah. Okay, you keep doing that, and then the dolphin does it mm. and doesn't get a a treat. Uh, uh, then he does it again, doesn't get a treat. He gets frustrated. Then he hears the whistle. Uh? Ooh. And the whistle's like, whoa, whoa, Ooh. whoa. Hey. Oh. And then he jumps. So he starts associating the whistle with the jumping. Uh-huh. And then he starts jumping only when the whistle uh, is, is given. And why is he only jumping when the whistle's there? Because there's a treat. Because there's a treat. Now, in the absence of the treat, he would just jump once in a while on his sure. own. Yeah. Okay, so, so the incentive was um, that I, sometimes I just like to jump. Once you put a command to it and a reward, mm-hmm. then they don't. They, they no longer will do it for the previous reinforcement because mm. it's not as good as the new reinforcement. Does okay. that make sense? Mm. All right, makes sense. All right, okay. Bring so it, bring it home. So what you? <laughs> so, so no, I love where this is going. Yeah. I love where this is going. So I'm what excited. you do? What you do with this dog? And it's going to be a great party trick too. Yeah, you yeah. tie a command to it. <laughs> Flip the switch. A short command. Uh, lights. You know, lights. Yeah, and the dog. Yeah, yeah. You know. So every time he goes and, sh- and shuts the lights off, you say lights. And Your mother's here. He's going to start. He's going to start associating that with the word lights, and you give him a treat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, when he does it on his own, once he learns it, when he does it on his own, he doesn't get the treat. It seems so, kind of yeah. like a waste of time to him. Wow. But then, so once in a while, you tell him lights. You do it for your friends. You know, it's a good party <laughs> trick. Then the dog gets a treat, and then he he'll no longer do it on his own. Mm. He'll wait for you to say it because that's when he gets the treat. Got it. See? Ah, so you have, you are halfway to the coolest party trick ever. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys want to watch a movie? Lights. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to get awesome you got to get that beer command down where they go grab a beer yeah. out of the fridge for you. Yeah. You got a whole so there's there's basically uh, uh, broadly speaking, there's two ways to teach an animal to do something mm-hmm. by example by showing them what you want, right. you know, step by step, or waiting for it to naturally occur, mm-hmm. and then you put a command to it. And th- fortunately for these people, they you know the dog just figured it out on his own, and so yeah, put a command to it, and then only give them the command. But when you do give him the command, make sure he gets a, a yeah, treat for it or yeah, some yeah. sort of reward. What about uh, my cat doing my taxes? Would we, we be able to work that up? Is his um, name Tunsis? Yeah, I don't think – yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. all right. Drive you off a cliff. All right. Can you train uh, reptiles, lizards, snakes? Uh, well, here's the problem. Yeah. Uh, I know we're going to have an expert on. Yeah. But here's the problem with, say, um, snakes. Right, right. Um, training is all about reinforcing behavior. So the greedier an animal is, the easier they are to train. Mm. Pigeons, as dumb as they are, are easy to train (laughs) because they're greedy. Rats are easy to train because they're greedy. They want Uh, a treat. They want a reward. Dogs will work for your affection, for a ball, for a treat. Sure. Mm -hmm. A snake eats how often? Like once a month? Once a month, yeah. Yeah. And you also have to take into consideration uh, how they grow up naturally. You know, and- Lizards, you know, dogs will hunt in packs, you know, mm-hmm. wild dogs, right? But lizards, that, that, that an- analogy doesn't work, right? So, so it's just a, um, a much more difficult way of, uh, of, of teaching. So if you have a, an, a lizard that eats every day, for instance, that eat, and eats a lot every day, it's going to be easier to, to 
train that lizard than something that eats only once every couple weeks. Fair. So, yeah. All right. So I want to tell you a little bit about something, and then we're going to bring our guests on. It's the Pet Industry Joint Advisory Council. Uh, they're working on that acronym. They're uh-huh. kind of like, like Shield. Shield. <laughs> they're got a, they're 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 working on it. They're they're working on it. Uh, founded back in 1971, but really their deal is you know legislative and regulatory uh, voice for pets and and the yeah. pet care community. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That flows right out there. So, but uh, they sponsored uh, just raising awareness about you know pet ownership and and pets and and good care. Right. Uh, and they they wanted to raise some awareness for our scaly friends. And so it was uh, National Reptile Awareness Day, and uh, we wanted to to talk about that and to talk about reptiles and having reptiles as pets. And so we brought Josh Jones on. Josh, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi, everybody. How's everyone? We're good. Very good. Now, uh, now let me let me let's clarify this reptile thing. Does this include uh, lawyers, or is this just? <laughs> is this just... No, no, no. Says okay. No. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So, a couple of things we wanted to talk to about you, uh, talk with you about Josh was uh, about the 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 reptile awareness day. Uh, and then, you know, after that, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe give a pointer of like maybe a good starter pet. But what what is uh, Reptile Awareness Day? What's the mission for, on this? Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me on mm-hmm. uh, first. And uh, uh, Reptile Awareness Day um, is a day uh, that comes around uh, around mid-October, I believe, uh, October 21st this year uh, and around this time every year. Uh, and it's regarding, um, you know, making sure that folks are informed uh, not only about proper selection and care for reptiles that they'd like to have in their homes, but generally uh, spreading awareness about uh, reptiles in the wild, uh, about conservation, uh, and uh, generally uh, just giving uh, our reptile friends a day in the sun, if you will, um, <laughs> to, to learn a little bit more uh, so people can learn a little bit more about them and, and why they're important not only as pets, but also in, in, the, in the wild. Now, uh, so your position is you're the deputy director of government affairs, right, for herp-related uh, issues. Now, I, I'm familiar with a lot of the legislation uh, surrounding dogs, uh, cats, um, but what, what what's it like in the day of the day in, in the life of someone who's uh, you know dealing with regulatory affairs for the herps for for reptiles? I mean, uh, what are the big issues? I guess. Sure. Well, first of all. Uh Reptiles make excellent pets, and uh, I think what uh, one of the, the messages we hope to get across is that uh, making sure that people make the right choices when they select their pets is first and foremost the best way to avoid relinquishments. And so uh, that's one of the reasons we we uh, we work on issues uh, regarding reptiles and amphibians uh, in the pet trade, uh, is because they make such great pets. And uh, one of the programs that we do. Um, promote and work with uh, folks at uh, NOAA, uh, as well as U.S. Fish and Wildlife, is called Habit Attitude. It's Habit Attitude, just push all together. That's a uh, great habitat. word. Habit Attitude. Habit Attitude. Habit, habit, habit Attitude. It's like yeah. vicinity. It, yeah. 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 And it's about, uh, you know, creating good habits uh, for pet owners. Um, it's about uh, learning about the habitats that uh, are required to, to have in their, uh, the animals are required to make sure that they're cared for properly. Uh, and it's about developing an attitude uh, about conservation. So, you know, this program is something that's uh, been going on for quite some time. Um, there has been uh, a resurgence, uh, a recent effort to update the program, uh, get some new information on there specifically about reptiles, but also about classroom pets. Uh, and really getting information out there about why it's important to uh, 
make the right decisions, uh, consider a few things. And in fact, um, some of those uh, things that are important to consider are some of the messages and the points that we wanted to get out regarding reptiles and pet ownership for Reptile Awareness Day. Uh, and that is, you know, making sure that you consider uh, the legality of the areas um, in which you reside. And that touches on your question from, from just a few seconds ago. And I'll get back into that in a moment. But uh, the other considerations really are lifespan, making sure that you have an idea of the, uh, the time frame that uh, you'll be caring for the animal, uh, the habitat, the requirements that are um, a part of the habitat that uh, lead to a rich life and a, and, a, and a healthy one for the animal and a long one. Handling to make sure that uh, you're properly handling the animal uh, and washing your hands afterward and so forth. And then diet, making sure that you have the appropriate uh, uh, food items on hand or can get them to, to care for your animal, make sure they're fed and properly uh, getting the nutrition. So, uh, but typically what we fa face uh, when it comes to uh, issues that come around uh, pet ownership and reptiles is typically uh, regulations and, and they're very well-meaning uh, regulations uh, they're proposed by different departments and, and even in the legislatures as well uh, that, that seek to uh, protect native species or seek to protect uh, the health of humans and um, uh, the uh, ecology and uh, the areas around a particular uh, state to make sure that, uh, uh, that uh, safe animals are in possession, but also that uh, we aren't uh, uh, doing more harm to our environment than, than, that, uh, than, than, is, uh, than is good. So um, the point really is making sure that common pets are left out of the serious regulations when it comes to concerns about disease or uh, uh, problems with uh, uh, becoming a harm to humans or to, to agriculture and things of that nature. So uh, there are a number of different proposals that come, uh, you know, uh, throughout the year from all 50 states and the federal level. Uh, and uh, those uh, we, we look at very carefully. We consult with our our experts on our committees to learn a little bit more about the science and uh, uh, the other issues that, that might impact a particular proposal. Uh, and, and then we, we really seek to educate lawmakers and officials because a lot of times, you know, reptiles get a bad rap. Let's just go ahead and say that. And uh, a lot of times uh, regulations and things will, will just be a little too broad and, and, and wrap in common pets uh, that aren't necessarily uh, the original, uh, I guess, focus for regulators and, uh, and officials. So, um, all right, uh, iguanas, uh, you know, uh, have kind of taken over Florida. In fact, they're, they're actually running for city governments <laughs> in, various, <laughs> in various locales. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I, you know, we, 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 we moved down there, and uh, I, uh, I, I, I tell the cable lady, I'm like, man, we've, we, we have some iguanas on this property that – are enormous, and she said, "Oh yeah, kill them as soon as you see them, kill them. They're oh. an invasive species." Um, is yeah. that the only answer, Josh? I mean, I, I know they, they're you know people will will get them, and you spoke about animal husbandry earlier and about the care. I, I, I guess sometimes these animals get a little bit too big, or maybe you know people are moving and they just turn them loose. And in Florida, right, it, it, it seems to be the ideal environment for many reptiles that weren't indigenous or or you know uh, naturally uh, you know lived in Florida. So. What uh, are you working with uh, any programs specifically in some of these states or are there are there uh, are there programs that are, are, are federal programs or state programs that are trying to handle this in, in ways other than just, you know, uh, killing the, you know, the, the the iguanas that or the anacondas or boa constrictors yeah. or pythons right. that end up uh, escaping right. homes? 
And it's an excellent question. And there are a number of different avenues uh, really for unwanted pets. And partly one of the reasons that Habitattitude was started was to discuss alternatives to release. And they, the, the website and, and the, the information there still uh, covers that. But uh, there are a number of different uh, groups, rescues, in fact, uh, that are across the nation, uh, as well as amnesty programs that are run through uh, different uh, fish and wildlife departments across the nation. Um, and, and these are alternatives really to release. Uh, different rescues will, will uh, I guess, do different types of events. Uh, I believe there's one up in Wisconsin that's been hosting a number of Habitattitude events where they will set up uh, in a particular area, uh, at a hotel or a lobby, for example, or a, a local area where people can get to. Uh, and they will take in pets that uh, folks that may not have uh, either considered either the size that you'd mentioned before perhaps some of the other uh, aspects to animal care um, they didn't necessarily realize when they got the animal in the first place. This gives them an alternative uh, to releasing to the wild or when it comes to removing uh, invasive species from the wild, uh, there are alternatives to that as well, including, uh, you know, wild caught collection for pets, which take uh, pressure off of uh, harming native species. If you get some of the animals out of the lot. And then there are other, uh, you know, a number of other uses for animals uh, that, that may, you know, offer, offer additional uh, opportunities for folks to want to come in and, and find a reason to, um, to harvest and then, um, then use the animals in, in whatever way they will. Uh, but, you know, as from a, from, a, from a pet owner standpoint, I know pet owners get a, also get a bad rap uh, when it comes to uh, the pets and their care sometimes when they have uh, maybe a need to move to a new area or uh, the, the, the care again gets to a point where they, they didn't anticipate some of the level of care that they need. Uh, a lot of folks, and they're well-meaning, will, will try and release these animals into the wild and hope that you know, this will return them to nature, but it's really a misguided uh, effort because uh, you know, uh, you know, the climate uh, or other predators out there may not allow that animal to survive. Uh, and then the alternative to that is if you are in an area where those animals, and there are very few areas in the United States that have climate that for the majority of the reptiles that are in um, ownership uh, today uh, that are our pets. Yeah. Um, the climate usually is just not available or readily uh, available to allow those animals to survive. Well, so apparently, I, apparently Brian's new backyard is perfect for iguanas. Yes. You know, so I, I, I think ed, education is important. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, Jamie asked, you know, hey, what's a good entry level reptile? I said a, a, a bearded dragon. And he he got mixed up. He brought home a bearded drag queen. Yes, and and then yeah, try to rehome that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really game. awkward for a couple oh, months. Very, <laughs> very. Still comes over for Christmas. <laughs> How is Trevor doing these days? <laughs> He's great. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. So, but Josh, yeah, that's the thing. Having the right starter pet to get. Uh, you know, kind of see what it's like. What is a good starter reptile? Uh, be it a snake or uh, another type of reptile. Oh, uh, boy, there, there are a number of really good ones. Uh, I happen to uh, have uh, a crested gecko. And uh, actually, uh, that was really the first foray into the reptile world for myself. Uh, I lived in an apartment that wouldn't allow dogs and cats. I uh, had some other restrictions on pets, and uh, but I was allowed to keep a little crested gecko. So I would say crested geckos are, are, would be my favorite uh, animal for a starter. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, if, if you like bearded dragons, they're very personable little guys. I think they'd be a great uh, animal to have. Also, ball pythons are, are another uh, uh, excellent hmm. beginner pet. I think, are they uh, st- are they stubby? Are those the stubby ones, the pythons? The ball pythons? Yeah. Are they long? The, these guys will get up to about six feet. Oh. Five, six feet. 
Okay. Um, maybe uh, hey, depending on how, how you keep them and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but they they are they tend to be you know fairly small oh. and docile and very friendly. Um, they're the kind of uh, uh, ball pythons are the kind of pet that you'd want to again you'd probably want to start out with. Yeah. But but ultimately the the key really is do your research mm-hmm. uh, just like you would do if you were to pick a dog uh, and try and find the right dog breed. Right. Uh, certain dog breeds are more energetic than others. Certain mm-hmm. certain dogs require more activity and so on and so forth. So uh, same kind of research would apply to, you know, be a, a good pet owner to, to, to look for um, the right kind of reptile. And, you know, as far uh, because, as, again, so, as, far so as kids, and, and other lighting and things like that. You yeah. Know. You know, with, with kids, it's also a huge educational opportunity, also responsibility, teach them how to take care of something. Right. And um, uh, there is so much to learn, you know, yeah. when it comes to pets and, and reptiles are fascinating. Absolutely fascinating and uh, they're the uh you know they're they're quiet mm-hmm. they're generally easy to take care of you know you have to you look at the, the proper lighting uh nutrition and the type of environment you have them in but um yeah just uh, uh kids usually are very fascinated and it's a yeah. good good entry point for right. you know learning about animals and taking care of something other than the, themselves you know it's yeah. uh, you know and josh great. had said something earlier about you know reptiles having a bad rap so understanding and doing some research um and i had the question you know the percentage of reptiles that are actually venomous because everyone hears you get bit by a reptile, you know, you're going to, it's going to hurt. It's going to be something bad, but what is the actual percentage of reptiles that are venomous that are out there? Well, that's a great question. Um, I don't know what the, what the exact percentage is of, of reptiles that are venomous. I would say the majority, the vast majority of those in the pet, none of actually most, if not all of the pets in the pet trade are non-venomous. So uh, there are certain species out in the wild that, uh, Rattlesnakes come to mind, uh, but uh, my first you know, wife. As far as, <laughs> I said my first wife. Um, yeah, yeah that's, uh, still, well, still feeling uh, that bite there, James. Venomous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as far as the animals of the pet trade, the you know maybe one or two that I can think of off the top of my head would be hmm. would be venomous, and even those are um, to the point of uh, the amount of a bee sting, right. uh, and that would be a hog nose would be the example of. Uh, a pet that may be venomous or a pet that is venomous that may be kept by some folks. So, I mean, we're in the middle of a a pandemic and everybody's worried about, you know, germs and uh, cleanliness and, and, and reptiles are, are an unconventional pet. Most people are, haven't had a, had that experience. Uh, What, is there a concern with, you know, cleanliness or or the zoonotic uh, effect of the salmonella? Yeah. Like that. Yes. Well, and, and just like uh, a number of other, uh, things in our, in our, in our world today, uh, they, they reptiles will carry salmonella, uh, papayas, I understand was, were recently recalled, uh, because of salmonella concerns. I um, never knew papayas were reptiles. No. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> I, we appreciate that. Same thing with, uh, certain kinds of lettuce. It's yeah. amazing. But, uh, when it comes down to, you know, the concerns about, uh, salmonella, I think it's important to just sort of keep it in context and the fact that there are, uh, uh issues with salmonella across the board. And really what it really boils down to, folks, is, is proper hand washing mm-hmm. and uh, to make sure that, you know, keeping a, a reptile, they will, they will have per, per chance they will have um, uh, salmonella on their skin uh, or, you know, it's something that's naturally occurring in their bodies. So when you handle, you should wash your hands uh, every time you touch a reptile or any pet for that matter, mm-hmm. because dogs and cats also have uh, a number of, you know, ugly bacteria or things that uh, that may they may carry uh, think about when you pick up your dog poop you know you make sure you wash your hands after that. <laughs> exactly 
Uh, or even after you clean a tank, your aquarium, uh, right. freshwater aquarium or any other aquarium. You just have to be careful about it and uh, how you handle it. Um, so same is true. Uh, you know, make sure that uh, you're using proper hand washing techniques and uh, make sure that you're caring for the animal in a proper way. And uh, you should be able to avoid uh, becoming, you know, falling ill or having any uh, issues there. Good advice. Excellent. So Habit Attitude is uh, a website as well, habitattitude.net. And uh, what are people going to find when they go to that? When they go to Habit Attitude, uh, they will be able to learn all about uh, the proper care requirements for the types of pets that uh, oh. that, that are up there. Um, so uh, it's broken down into several categories. One is reptiles. One uh, is water gardens. Uh, another includes pet cl- pets in the classroom. Uh, and, and the whole point here is, again, to help folks understand, you know, what they're getting into on the front end uh, so that they have a better uh, chance to, to make sure that they've got uh, all the appropriate uh, uh, setup and, and care requirements and they're understanding what they're getting into and then can make sure that they're going to care for their animal properly. Nice. So go to habitattitude.net. That's habitattitude.net uh, and, and check it out, uh, you know, learn a little bit more and, uh you know, send us a few suggestions if you have any thoughts about what else, where the content we might want to put up there. Cool. Yeah. Josh, we appreciate you uh, hanging out a little bit tonight and putting up with our <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. I appreciate your uh, invite, and it was, uh, it, was a great, uh, it was a great interview. I appreciate it. All right, cool. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, if something important breaks, if there's a big piece of legislation you want to talk about, uh, just kick us an email. We're always, always happy to talk to you. You got it. Thanks, Jamie. All right. Be well. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Good stuff. Yeah. So, Brian, you're a big reptile guy. <laughs> always, I was waiting for him to say, always you know, happen. as long as you take care of the front end. I was waiting for him to say, then, you know, yeah. <laughs> you'll be able to take care of the back, back end. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> that's an old one. That is it an is. old one. Yes, it is. That is an old. That, this is a no, ditty. Those herp guys are kind of nerdy. Yeah, oh, they're cool. Yeah. I'm a geek. There he is. You can check my stats. I live in a basement. That's how I mac. I watch Star Trek. I keep reptiles. <laughs> Albino skinks. They make my face smile. I show snakes to those who come real with it. They pee on me, but I deal with it. I'm cool and smooth like Carl Sagan. I just bought another blooper filter from Hagen. I'm not born again, but if I could be, I'd ask to come back a little less creepy. Pumping a pinky press, going to snake shows. Nerd boy, and I'm going to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good old I- I'm curious to know who that voice is. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm curious to know who that is. I did write the lyrics. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I wrote the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I spent my whole damn life in this basement rut. I'll tell you what, it smells like butt. I stay up late. I just can't wait for two of these mother-beating snakes to mate. A little bit of soap, that's all I need for this perspiration and from under cheese. Dogs and cats, I just don't get getting hair all over. I don't need that shit. Dude, wait a minute, I'm about to go. Get beat oh up goodness. for my money, you can watch me, honey. Pumping a pinky press, going to snake shows. Nerd boy, and I'ma let you know. Oh, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Have you heard this one, Matthew? I have not. Oh, my God. I am uh, 
I ain't no rough guy, I ain't no tough guy I don't get out much, I don't dress up fly This part of the song, I didn't change Cause it applies to me and all the nerds I hang with I'm free to do what I please, little lady So I missed my snake so he can shed right, baby I've been around, slept with iguanas I can loan you one if you think you wanna At first it's creepy, but you'll see it freeze you Now I got more lizards than Indonesia Pumping a pinky press, going to snake shows Nerd boy, and I'ma let you know Oh, oh, there you go. Man. So, our little nerd boy, man, man, nerd boy's got to come back. So uh, the whole, the whole <laughs> reptile interview, all a big setup just for that. Yeah, it's like I don't care about national <laughs> reptiles. Josh, who? I watch. I know I'm teasing. I just, I just wanted to play the damn song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good old days. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to be like creative and funny. Yeah, make stuff up. What happened? I don't know. We got old. We stand around the mall with our hands in the pocket like the cool guys. <laughs> That's another bit somewhere. Yeah. What is that? Uh, I, there's more bits. We should, I should roll out the red carpet on some of those old bits again. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Thanks for sharing that, Jamie. I've never heard that before. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still curious. Who's the singer? <laughs> Sounds handsome. <laughs> Sounds very <laughs> handsome. <laughs> oh, you know what I was gonna do? I was gonna. We were gonna play fact or fiction and make Josh be our our Patsy. Uh, well, we can we uh, can we make uh, Matt or it was just Matt or me? I mean, it's, it's gonna be uh, somebody's got to be the Patsy. You know, I'm I'm in the booth. You know, might as well be. Yeah, you're in the cage. I'm in the cage. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, Brian, I'm going to make you read them all. Should I email them to you or should I I'll email? I got to yeah. you get to your email in there. I yeah. don't know if I can get to my email in here as we're fumbling. This is like <laughs> best rehearsal ever. This is good stuff. We should get Josh back on. He just emailed. Josh, get back in. Okay. <laughs> Dial back in, Josh. <laughs> we can pick on you. Uh, yeah. And then. <laughs> And away it goes. All right, should be heading your way there, Brian. Oh, I should. I need to. It's it's not fun. It's not. It's not fun. The whole thing, unless you got the whole the whole gambit. Yeah, there it is. Fact or fiction? You decide. All right, there you go. Fact or fiction? Three headlines ripped from the news. Two absolutely true. One. Entirely false, made up by me earlier when I should have been ordering pizza. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. I just, I'm just, just, just going to say. <laughs> All right, so he three headlines, two true, one false. Brian is going to read these to Matthew. Matthew is going to try to ascertain which is the fake. The fake headline, Brian. Matt, are you ready? I am ready, my friend. Okay, uh, headline number one. Yes, Officers sir. say woman charged for feeding black bear in Tennessee. Okay. Number two, California police recover lizards stolen from reptile store. <laughs> right. And headline number three, cops take back chicken after court ruling in pet custody case. Ooh, so those are really good headlines, Jamie. Yeah. So uh, once again, yes. uh, officers, woman charged for uh, feeding black bear in Tennessee. Okay. Number two, California police recover lizards stolen from reptile store. Right. And number three, cops take back chicken after court ruling in pet custody case. Okay. Uh, two and three sound incredibly plausible. Okay. Cause lizard breaks out, cops return it, you know, back to the store it goes or back to the, uh, habitat it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, the custody case with the chicken, totally plausible in, in my world where my head goes. So I'm going to say the first one is false 
because black bears in Tennessee, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to see, think if I've ever heard of a black bear in Tennessee. Oh, I think they have, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Well, I'm still going number one. Okay. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way. Well, to there it is. I got. I, you know, I'm not going to win them all. I'm really not going to win them all. But <laughs> there you go. So I think, I think it's number three. Uh, yeah, I wrote the last one yeah. about the chicken custody. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah, yeah. so plausible right now, especially right now with the pandemic. Jamie's getting really good at this. He really is. <laughs> it's, it's and he says then. he's. You know, he says, "Yeah, we're we used to be funny, and you know." But oh, damn it, dude. I mean, the headline is, is written correctly. <laughs> it's written like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so most headlines aren't capitalized like that, but the website that I pulled them from capitalized. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to capitalize this incorrectly to match the other incorrectosity uh, of <laughs> of those. That's more words I'm making up. It's still in the vicinity. Habitatitude. Habitatitude. Talk about making up words, man. Habitatitude. Habitatitude. Yeah. I like uh, that, though. The thing, the thing is, when you have a, a long, convoluted name like that, <laughs> kids can't spell anymore. <laughs> no, they can't, my God, they no. They can't spell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or write in cursive. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, it's, it's it's like, like secret like, code. It's yeah. like hieroglyphics to kids <laughs> yeah. when you write in cursive, yeah. <laughs> can't do plaid. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this, uh, the, somebody stole a bunch of uh, reptiles uh, and they, the police were able to recover them. Um, they just followed the uh, – uh, I was going to make some disparaging <laughs> remark about lizard people. <laughs> I'll stop with that. Uh, I had another uh, – a couple of questions in here to dive into hmm. and throw Brian's way. Um, oh, but no, they're talking about somebody stole lizards. Somebody kidnapped a lemur from the San Francisco Zoo. So the zoo is off. How much? So someone steals and, and lemurs are on the endangered species list. Okay. What do you think the re- reward is for uh for the 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 zoo for the lemur? you know what for the lemur? Um, for the lemur? You know everybody everybody donates to zoos, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that when this lemur came up missing, yeah. people came out of Everywhere out of the woodwork to mm-hmm. donate for a reward. So sure. I can't even imagine. It's it's probably more than a hundred bucks. Twenty one hundred dollars. Twenty one hundred dollars. That's really? an odd, but it's an odd price. All right, yeah. but here's the thing: the zoo is offering twenty one hundred dollar reward for uh, Makey's return, Maki's return, Maki's return. Twenty one hundred bucks for Maki's return. A hundred dollars for each year of his life. So the lemur's oh, twenty one years old. Okay. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So, Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But there's big business in lemurs and other endangered animals on the black market. Forced labor. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is an ABC story. Sex uh, trafficking coming at you. <laughs> God. The twenty one year old male lemur. Name Mackie was uh, discovered missing shortly before the zoo opened to visitors. Investigators found evidence of a forced entry to the lemur's enclosure and proceeded uh, processed the scene for evidence. They're seeking tips from the public, explaining Mackie is uh, an endangered animal and requires specialized care. Uh, a photo of the ring-tailed lemur is being circulated, and it's like, He's got such a mug on this little guy. Why, why would somebody? What? Why would someone do that? They're, to sell it on the black market is you can get lots of money for him. So he was he, Mac, Mackie was born in the zoo. He, so he was like zoo born. So it's like, <laughs> hopefully it's not like some 
you know, animal warrior. I'm going to set him free. Yeah. And Mackie's like, dude, what? Where's yeah. my peanut butter sandwich? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's yeah. like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> so, yeah, he was born back in 1999 uh, in the zoo. And he enjoys an outdoor habitat. And it's the largest of its kind in the country there in uh, San Francisco. Uh, and he really enjoys his space. And whoever took him, uh, you're a piece of dirt and bring him back. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we had a question come across the uh, socials. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an animal question. It's a dog question for hey, you, Brian. Hey, fair enough. Oh, okay. So it's one of our friends, David Wright. He actually has a show here on the uh, on the Podcast Detroit Network. Motor uh, City Mo- Hypnotist. Motor City Hypnotist. And he says, hey, guys, he actually talked to me about this a little bit last week. He says, I have a dog question. Mm. My golden doodle is eight. He has never been aggressive toward people and doesn't guard food or toys, etc. However... He gets a hold of a tissue or paper towel. He hunkers down and guards. I challenged him by trying to take it away a couple weeks ago, and he bit me. Mm-hmm. I've tried before to trade a high-value treat, cheese, hot dog, or however. He shows no interest in the threat uh, when he has a tissue or paper towel. Yeah. He guards paper towels and tissues. Well, you don't, you don't negotiate with terrorists. That's the first thing. <laughs> okay. there's, a, there's a couple things going on here. First of all, the dog is eight. Yeah. Okay, and so he's he's up there a little ways, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. He's um, so it's whatever you do, it, you're kind of in it for a long haul. If mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're not gonna solve this right away, is my guess. Okay, um, this isn't that uncommon, you know that uh, uh, some dogs will, uh, yeah, they'll focus on something small, a little toy or mm-hmm. or something that they they will you know guard with their life. And um, if you're in a position to correct the dog, you can pick a fight with them if you have a leash and collar on them and you want to do that sort of thing. Um, I've done it many, many, many times, Yeah. Mm. uh, but it, you can get yourself bit mm-hmm. and it's, um, you know, it, it is a, a thing where you're, you know, you're, it's, you're, you're challenging for that, uh, that pecking order. Okay. And if the dog's eight and he feels like it's okay to challenge you, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a pretty tough fight. Mm. So it, in this case, you might want to pick your battles. If he has some tissue paper, let him chew it up. It's not going to hurt him. Okay. And then, uh, try to keep it away from him. But um, if you want to solve it, if you want to get rid of that, you may or may not be successful, but you should bring in a professional behaviorist who's done this sort of thing before. Hmm. It's not something you can really, you know, handle just by listening to some guy on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there, can you replace, you know, the paper towel and, and tissue paper with something else maybe? Well, that's what he's trying to do and it's not, it's not really working, but that okay. doesn't solve the problem. The problem okay. is that there's a, a fundamental issue with that pecking order. Okay. And, uh, um, and if it's only with that one thing, eliminate that one thing. Don't pick a fight. Don't bother with the, you mm-hmm. know, the behavioral aspect of it. Just engineer the, you know, the, 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 the dog's, um, environment so that it doesn't pop up. You don't, he doesn't have access to it. So just send all the tissue paper to Portsmouth, yeah. Ohio and let them just wrap. Uh, uh, another thing you can do is you can, uh, if you want to set up a situation where you can preempt it, it, uh, you can have like some tissue, Laying around, maybe a box of tissue or something you put on the floor and the dog goes near it, then you can correct him, you know, mm. like a loud noise, you know, behind his head, ah. you know, so he can't see so, what, you, what you're doing, just a really right. loud, uh, and then maybe no, uh, kind of startle him away from it. Mm. Um, it's always easier to preempt something than it is to, with, with a behavior like this, After than, the fact, than right. to, uh, than to try to solve it once he's hunkered down. Because okay. that's a very serious thing. A dog will bite. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll bite you. Mm. And it, did, did he say what kind of dog it was? It's a golden doodle. Golden Doodle. So it's a pretty good sized dog. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be messing around with them with, uh, you know, I I would get a, uh, or you can just hypnotize the dog. That's it. 
<laughs> You're Dave, getting very sleepy. Dave uh, responded, he was here, I thought I was the boss. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. No. This is not the tissue you're looking for. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a good one here, Brian. All right. Uh, all right, strap yourself in. Last week, this cat came, came face-to-face with me in an empty lot trying to cross the road, but receded back into the picky berry bush. Now the thing is, I, I've been feeding him every day since. It puzzles me, though, that on three consecutive days, he's left exactly three food nuggets the same amount each time when he was done eating. What is this cat trying to tell me? I feed homeless cats all the time, all my life, but never once has anyone left nuggets, let alone the exact same number each time. You know, he's a very conscientious eater. You know, you should always leave a little bit on your plate Ah. to remind yourself to stop eating when you're full. Oh, this is Not stop eating when the the food's gone. Ah. It's hilarious. Am I smoking too much weed and making too much of this? (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three again. Every time. Oh. I, that was real. That was a real question. <laughs> that was real. Yeah, that was real. Uh, all right. What's the, what's the person's name? I don't know. Uh, we will save that. All right. Stop. <laughs> Did you smoke the last three cribbles there? All right. So here we go. Um, I have three boys. But seriously, seriously, we have yeah, we yeah. have a pandemic. <laughs> we have an election between two idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're worried about this. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> One. Priorities, man. <laughs> Two. The cat's trying to tell me something, man. Oh. Hamish would try to talk to you. Yeah. No, Hamish would just come up really nonchalant, yeah, roll over on his back, yeah. and then bite you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> a great cat. All right, all right, here we go. It's, uh, here's another one. It's, I have three boys. Two are human. One is a dog. Mm-hmm. The humans are 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. The dog is about 5. Mm-hmm. One of my boys likes to drink from the toilet. The dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I know we could close the lid or shut the door, but I can't seem to train the human boys to do that either. Is there another way I can keep my dog from drinking from the toilet? No, first of all, you're a shitty trainer. (laughs) (laughs) And a worse parent. (laughs) So, so no. No, you can't get him to shut the lid. (laughs) They're the 10 and 8-year-old boys. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to have some control of that household. (laughs) Listen to me. (laughs) It's a pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But is there a way that you can keep them out out of the... Toilet. Well, actually, what this person described was all the things you have to control in order to stop it. Uh-huh. You, know, you have to be able to control all those elements. Something, yeah. Because uh, dogs learn not only through immediate association, yeah. but through consistency. Mm-hmm. So if it's inconsistent, then, they're, yeah, they're not going to learn. And, it, you know, households are – there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with a dog drinking out of the toilet. Except yeah. when they hunker down in front of the toilet. Then you've got to be very careful. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But yeah. uh, I mean, there's 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 nothing that. But um, yeah, you might want to g- get everybody together and make a game out of it. We're going to teach our dog to stop doing this, and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to shut that lid. You know, every time the dog goes near it, you know, we're going to maybe keep a rolled up newspaper around and hit the door jam or hit the wall mm-hmm. behind the dog so the dog doesn't see it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So he just it just startles him away. Make sure he has 
fresh water you know, that he has access to throughout the day. And then if you hear one of the boys using the restroom, mm-hmm. you, walk, you, you get there, you wait mm-hmm. till they're coming out mm-hmm. with the rolled up paper. Yes. <laughs> and if they've left the seat up. Crack him in the back of the head with That's it. what you do. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what's called good parenting. That is just... <laughs> that's how I was raised. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you only have to smack a kid in the back of the head two or three times, <laughs> maybe, three if they're really dumb. <laughs> and they will learn. <laughs> uh, so you can send those emails to at Brian. At, uh, yeah, no. That's, uh, yeah. that's a little loaded. Um <laughs> All right, uh, that's that's and that was it. That's all I had. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was the extent of the shenanigans for the day. Yeah, that was. Uh, I got well. I got one one more little piece of funny. Okay. Uh, Matt cut my. Oh, I cut my. I cut my own sound off. Yeah, I, I didn't. Think. I didn't go. do it this time. Who's bad? <laughs> I'm. I'm not bad today. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. No. It's, it's time for. The Bad Animal Joke of the Week. All right, here we go. Bad Animal Joke of the Week. These are exactly that. It's pretty horrific. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what What does a lion call a lemur? What does a lion what, what call does, a lemur? What does a lion call a lemur? Fast food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When does a lemur go roar? Do when it's again. learning a new language. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, can you do that again? <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> all right. Here, these, these are better, maybe. Um, all right. A wife. Uh, the wife. Hang on. <laughs> uh, he just learned so to the read punctuation. He's doing really well. <laughs> all right. A guy brings a lemur home, right? Tells his wife it's a pet. She asks, where are you going to keep it? He said, in the bedroom. And she says, what about the horrible smell? And he says, well, I got used to you. I'm sure he will, too. Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Lemur walks into a bar. Oh, no. There's a a man. There's a man in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Man in a movie theater. Is he eating eating popcorn? No. Yes, he is. A man in a movie theater eating popcorn. Uh, And he noticed what looks like a lemur sitting next to him. And he goes, are you a lemur? And and he goes, well, yeah, I am. He says, what are you doing at the movies? He goes, well, I read the book and it seemed good. (laughs) 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 Ah, bad animal <laughs> jokes of the week. Those are awful. Those are you smell. got you got some groans over here, buddy. Yes. Uh. <laughs> All right, hey Matt. Hey Jamie. Um, do you know stuff about us? You can tell people. Well, yeah. If you wanted to uh, like subscribe, you can find us at Animal Talk Radio, um, animaltalkradio.com on uh, gosh YouTube, Animal Talk uh, TV. Yep. I believe is what it is. That it is. Um, you know what? That's correct. Merchandise. Sir. Merchandise. Uh, wearingfunny.com. Wearing funny. You can actually get a uh, nice t-shirt that actually says Animal Talk, and it's got our faces plastered to your chest if sure. you want to do that, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Find us on all the socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are out there. That's it. That'll, that, that's a wrap. All right. Till next time, please have an exotic week. And uh, kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>